Welcome to Banana Peel Boulevard, the podcast where we take the fall so you don't have to. Now, here's the adult in the room, Becky Harnden, and national award-winning columnist and author, Gary Jordan. Thanks so much, Michelle. Hey, I have a little confession to make. Okay. Michelle calls me the adult in the room, and there was something that happened recently that made me feel like I am definitely not the adult in the room. You know, we got this new dog, and one of the parents in the household allows this dog to eat large sticks in the house. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. It's <laughs> Clearly, not a great leap. it's me. <laughs> so we might have to find another title for me. <laughs> well, you know, when we talked about uh, that portion of the script, it was edgy. The what we probably would have should have said is the person who most resembles the adult in the room. That that would be more accurate. It might have been more accurate. Okay. But then again, it is just about a frame of reference. And so if you put me and Josh on the scale, you are definitely the adult in the room. In this room, I'm the adult. There's no dog and there are no sticks. So (laughs) we're good. Exactly. Okay. Michelle did not like it. By the way. There are a few things that screw up a house faster than a, a stick that was eaten by a dog. I mean... Very few things. Yeah, I mean, that's like a 10-foot circle of debris. Bathing the cat is the only other thing I can think of. Okay. <laughs> you bathe the cat? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> because that's the because, thing that would be messier than the dog. Yeah, that would be horrific. <laughs> that would require stitches. Exactly. And even the fact that I asked if you did it is frightening. Um, <laughs> he knows me so well. Okay, so uh, today we're talking about, well, death, but but uh, really obituaries. I got to tell you, you know, I'm significantly older than you, um, which makes the whole adult thing really seem odd. But <laughs> So but, backwards. But... I am seeing more and more of people I knew or not really friends, although I've lost a a number of friends, but, you know, I'm in my 60s and I'm starting to see people that I engaged with either uh, in friends or in business or in politics, you know, showing up with great frequency. (laughs) It's really not funny, but... uh, it is, you get a sense of your own mortality, I guess. So when you're reading these obituaries, mm-hmm. do you ever stop and go, that's just a damn lie? No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the point of the whole thing, right? Well, you know, I guess what troubles me about them is that these these lives are reduced to a black and white photo. And, and in some cases... Um, in very, it, it's really infrequent that there is a good width and breadth description of who the person was. In most cases, there are you know three or four paragraphs, and two of those paragraphs are who's handling the funeral and who's still living. True. I mean, it's really like you know, it's like a paragraph and a half of who they were. Right. And that to me is. Um, it's sort of stunningly sad that that lives are being condensed to that space. Have you seen the movie Big Fish? No. 
I'd have to look it back up to to remember who the characters are. I'm terrible at remembering movies, but I remember this because it just reminds me so much of some significant people in my in my life in what my was family. The movie? So the whole premise of it is that this this man is dying and he's telling his family all these stories. You know, he's just kind of recounting these stories that he's, um, you know, told family folklore over the years. Well, he knows he's dying. Yes, right. I believe so. Yeah. I, my memory for movies again is really poor, but however, the whole bottom line is tell he's telling these. It's called Big Fish. He's telling okay. big big fish stories, and the family thinks, "Uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Sure, whatever." Well, at his funeral, all of the little pieces of each one of these big fish oh, wow. tales that he tells all along start showing up at the funeral, and um, oh, that's a cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's. It is kind of the, uh, it's a living obituary, essentially. Uh, a lot of people who are listening to this, if if you're listening outside the Tallahassee area where, where we call home, um, you're probably not going to know this name. But if you're from our area, you're going to know the name Gerald Ensley. And uh, Gerald wrote his own obituary. Um, it was, uh, memory serves, it was about, two years before he passed because his passing was kind of sudden. He had a stroke and, but he had had cancer and he had had a lot of issues and, and had come back from them. But when he was going through all that, he decided, um, I'm just going to write my own for whenever it's needed. And I'm, I'm presuming uh, that he updated it occasionally, but I don't know, (laughs) but it wasn't because he was imminently dying. It's just because whenever he did, he was going to want what he wanted. Right. In fact, I've told friends of mine that if I die, because uh, I'm not 100% convinced. He's but, never going but, to. Right. But if if I die, <laughs> um, although lately I just want to survive this taping, uh, but, but if I die, uh, I'd like 10 of my friends to pick their favorite chapter of of the things I've written over these eight years of writing and, and just, I want that to be the ceremony because each of them will pick whatever it was that moved them to do it. So, um, but, but that's where it was this whole just shame of, of shame in the sense that unfortunate that, these lives are being summed up in these little things. And I, I like reading the obituaries because I like seeing the um, amazing names. There are amazing names in the obituary. What oh, people there because you it's everybody's real name. Right. Not what they not were their called. Nickname. Not, right. Not mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, and there are just some spectacular mm-hmm. names. I mean Well, and they get as they get into like the 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 third and the fourth, you know, they get even more spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my, my dad, the king of the big fish stories, is Alexius Guy Smith III. Oh, that's a fabulous name. And when my brother was born, my mom flatly refused to name my brother Alexius Guy Smith IV. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm Gary Bruce Jordan, and I've never liked any of them. Um my three brothers always had awesome names. Michael David, Stephen Allen, and Gregory Scott. Oh, nice. Yeah. What and happened I got, to you? I get, I'm actually named after two uh, 
old, uh, uh, way down the line, great, great, great uh, grandmothers, uh, Gertie and Booby. And in, 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 no, it's true. And in Judaism, <laughs> they take your one letter from your name. Right. That's how they do it. Yes. So I know you know, but I don't know who knows or who doesn't. So Gertie and Booby were apparently these two kind of, you know, kick-ass grandmothers, great, great, whatevers. And uh, enough to where it left that impression on my mother. So I'm Gary Bruce. I'm actually named after two women, which that part I've really enjoyed. I was just going to say, Gary's yeah. named after two kick-ass yeah. grandmothers. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> that explains a lot. I love that part. It's just, <laughs> it's what they did with those initials. Right. And Gary Bruce is just, eh, it's kind of milk toasty for me, but. We'll come up with a new name for you. I wanted Lance Valiant, <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't get anybody to do it, but. Actually, when I was thinking about running off for office for the first time, I thought um, it should be uh, for sale because I already had a bunch of signs out. But that's a whole other <laughs> thing. So, um, so uh, let's do the read. Obituaries. There we go. Here is obits. Imagine a doctor bursting through the doors yelling, we figured out a way to grow a whole person from a finger. And my wife looking at our children and saying, wow, your dad was right. Go figure. As a high-functioning hypochondriac, I feel a responsibility to think about death with some frequency. I admire people who are reconciled about their passing. I have good friends who have shared their personal peace with the inevitable. I'm jealous of the calm they feel when they embrace their mortality. Not so much for me. I'm terrified of not being here and have every intention of fighting off death as long as possible. Not to overstate it, but even the possibility of a dark, eternal void of nothingness is at best a little troubling. Oh, by the way, before I read any further, I should say that if the phone rings in the middle of this, it's the people who are giving the COVID shots... <laughs> That's better than the Grim yeah, Reaper. Right. Because if my phone goes off in the middle of this, I'm stopping. And I'm, <laughs> I'm stopping. I'm taking it because if you miss this, you miss this call, you just went to the back of the line. Listen, so. you know that the Grim Reaper is right there next to the COVID shot right, telephone guy, right? So exactly. <laughs> just so make sure you answer the I right just, call. <laughs> I, just, I just needed people to know that if there's an interruption besides me stupidly announcing this now... It will be that. These okay. are podcasts in the time of COVID. Right. So, right. Exactly. So, good. Now, see, people know how current these are now. Of course, the way the shot thing's going, this could be six months from now. <laughs> okay. I've left my family specific instructions to never pull the plug. If, after being hit by a bus, all that's left of me is a finger, I would like it kept alive. I'll be just fine communicating by pointing at things until medical science figures out a way to attach the rest of a body to a living finger. I'm not totally consumed with death, although I admit it's exhausting to try and fight it off each day. I'm the only entirely healthy person I know who looks at fireworks on the 4th of July and hopes it's not the last time I'll see them. While I would love to just give in to this spectacular sky show, I think the only prudent thing to do is to consider the dark possibility. It's like that for most holidays. Nothing takes the starch out of Thanksgiving dinner like wondering if it's your last meal. I consider myself a spiritual person, but reconciling the permanence of death is still elusive for me. 
I know there will be people of faith who will read this and want me to know that I'll be all fine and that there's a better place. Maybe I'm just fine with my living room, and frankly, I'd like to stay there as long as possible. I'm guessing some of it is seeing a significant rise in people I know showing up in the obituaries. Actually, I'm strangely drawn to the obits. It troubles me that someone's life is summed up in just a few paragraphs with a small black and white photo. It seems like such a missed opportunity. I say go out swinging and write your own obituary now before you're just a finger. Just get it written and stick it in a file. And don't be burdened by actual facts. This is your last chance to leave a good impression. This is your last chance to leave a good impression. This is your am last chance. Am I saying chance. it right or is it, am I hearing it wrong? No, that's right. You got it. Yeah. This is your last chance to leave a good impression. Juice it up a little. Put a few... Wow, Josh, this is going to be a brutal edit. Put a few things in there that folks would love. <laughs> okay, I got it. Wow. Put a few things in there that folks would have a hard time refuting. Accomplishments that even a Google search would fail to disprove, like you invented cashew butter or earwax remover. You paddled the Amazon River on a sofa cushion. You once made out with gold in my ear. Use asterisks to keep your conscience clean. You base jumped off the Empire State Building. Asterisks. Actually took the elevator. And wrote the screenplay for A Few Good Men. Double asterisks. Actually saw a movie. Oh, shit. I messed that up. <laughs> asterisk. I messed up the word asterisk also. Yeah. Twice. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, I have to do well, asterisk again. Asterisk. <laughs> Asterisk. It's hard. It's easier to write it. Okay. Use asterisks. <laughs> okay, seriously. Whatever we use, it's this gonna, this it part can't you be can asterisks. keep. No, this part you can keep because, folks, we can't say asterisk. Did I say it right that time? Out way too much. Okay, like right. Because Becky is actually going to be the asterisk reader. Okay, we got to do this because somebody's driving right now. I mean, okay, use asterisks. <laughs> okay, this is bad now. All right, we got to get through this line. Okay, use asterisks. <laughs> this is, you know what? From now on, they're just asterisks. <laughs> right. We are going to, we need to change the word. Okay. We're going to end it with an X. Okay. It's <laughs> going to be asterisk. <laughs> right. We are intentionally pronouncing it wrong. Okay. Got it. That's the only way we're getting through this. Use asterisk. Oh, I like that much better. It's so okay. much easier. Yes, it's much better. We should change other words that we just don't like. We're just going to okay, do yeah, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to okay. our own dictionary right. edition okay. publishing <laughs> next year. <laughs> the Banana Peel Boulevard Dictionary. <laughs> It's like a real thing. We will just say words like the hell we wanted to say them. You know how many pre-orders we're going to get from this episode? I know, exactly. All right. So, all right, I'm going to try this. So we're saying it our way. (laughs) You know, one of the things I hear from people about these podcasts is that they are tickled at how tickled we get. So this, this one's a bonus. All right. Use asterisks to keep your conscience clean. You <laughs> just realized I can't say conscience either. Okay. Okay. One more time. 
Use asterisks to keep your conscience clean. You base jumped off the Empire State Building. Asterisks? Actually, took the elevator. And you wrote the screenplay for A Few Good Men. Double asterisks? Actually, just saw the movie. Look, I've recently accepted that I'm probably not the only guy who gets to live forever. But for a death phobe like me, the daily grind of worrying about dying is time well spent. Drop me a note. I'm available to help with obituary writing. Just don't wait too long. It'll take forever with just one finger. And that is Obits. Here's your friendly reminder to find humor in everything and never miss a chance to embellish a story. Thanks so much for being with us on Banana Peel Boulevard. <laughs>